Welcome to Freedom Talk with Pastor Robert Bennett of Freedom Church in Auburn. Are you looking for a genuine relationship with God to experience His joy and His love, eliminate doubt and fear in your life, and find your God-given purpose? Today on Freedom Talk, you'll find answers in today's message through God's Word. Now, let's join Pastor Robert. We have a guest speaker today, and I love how he speaks. He speaks with authority. He speaks like you're listening to somebody in the military who's, set, who's setting you straight. You know, he is a former Marine. Would you welcome Pastor Ed Reichs? I know most of you know, but I could hardly watch the movie The Passion of Christ when Christ was stretched out and they were whipping him with that, that chain that had claws in it and ripped his flesh. His flesh was ripped for you. Grab that picture and keep it in your mind when the enemy tries to raise up against you and you get that picture of what Christ did and the victory that he had on the cross when he defeated death, there is nothing the enemy can throw at you that he cannot overcome for you. When we accept Jesus, we enter into a covenant with him. What does that mean? It means he is not the tail. He is the head. He is in control of our flesh, not us. We surrender to him. That's why we raise our hands. We're in surrender to God. We are giving him our lives. We are saying we are not enough, but you are more than enough. And we got to change our stinking thinking. It's not about what we think we need. It's not about what we think we want. It's about what he has for us, which is always, always the best. Impatience is something I think a lot of people struggle with because they want it now. But that's not how God works. Because sometimes, more than not, we are not ready to handle that blessing. Philippians 4.8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Don't think about everything that's wrong in your life focus on everything that is right because from experience when you focus on the negative that's all you're going to see so you got to change your thinking and think of the positive what is going right grasp a hold of that with everything inside of you because when you start to walk in that you will start to see Every single thing you're struggling with, fall away because you're not focusing on it. The person you are now, the person you're becoming as you journey with Christ 
is a very far cry from the person you were before you accepted him in your heart. We all grow at our own pace, but we are all growing. If you see another believer struggling and you've had victory in that area, maybe you should come alongside him and not look at what he's doing wrong, but help him do what is right. Psalms 51, 10 through 12. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain it. A lot of us were really, really excited when we got saved. But as time goes by, that seems to fade away. It's our responsibility to bring it back to the forefront. Nobody else can do it for you. You need to do it for yourself. And I'll tell you a good way to do that is help others. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I've said it once, I'll say it a hundred times. I do not want to move unless I hear God say, move. I don't want to buy unless I hear God say, buy. I don't want to leave unless I hear God say, leave. God needs to direct every aspect of your life. The world we're in right now is not a good place to be. But we are not of this world. We are of the kingdom of God. So therefore, we are here, but we don't have to walk through all that stuff. Because we serve a God that already has had victory over everything. It needs to quit being about ourselves. It needs to be about others. And I'm not talking to you if you're brand new in your walk with God. You need to focus on making you strong. It's the ones that have a firm foundation that it should be helping the ones that are trying to build their foundation. I've learned three very important things you need to succeed. You need a covenant with Jesus. You need to make that covenant. You need to say, Jesus, you are going to be the Lord of my life. I'm going to surrender my flesh to you on a daily basis, maybe a hundred times, maybe every situation. If you're single and you see a cute girl walk by, Lord, I surrender my flesh to you because I've made a covenant with you and I need to be focusing on you so you will bring the woman that you have for me. Or man. You need to make a commitment. You need to make a commitment to your local church. If this is the church you attend, then you need to make a commitment with this church. 
And that commitment needs to be, I will serve where it needs to be served. I will come along my fellow, alongside my fellow believers. I will help them in their struggles. If I have extra, I will give. Even if I don't have extra and God's telling me to give, I'll give. Because he'll supply what we don't have to give. And we need to be a community of other believers. I read this yesterday that if you hate a fellow believer, then you're not of God. Let that sink in for a minute. Okay? If you have some a, a problem with another believer, then you need to work it out. And how do you do that? Christ dies, and you walk in love. Okay? You don't have to be right. And they don't have to be wrong. You just have a difference of opinion. Amen. And that's all it is. But if they're sinning and you have a relationship, because don't go try to tell them if you don't already have that relationship, then you need to speak to them in love. But it stems from a relationship. John 15:5. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Jesus says, I am the vine. So everything we need to do, we need to do Christ-like. So we produce fruit. 1 Peter 2.9 But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priest, a holy nation. God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. First John 3, 2 through, two through 3. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known to us but we know that when Christ appears we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is all who have this hope in him purify themselves for he is pure when we find a church and decide to call it our own I've heard people say when they walk in the door I just feel like I need to be here that is great for us because that means we're showing the love of God and they feel loved when they walk in the door. When we do that, though, when we decide the church we're going to attend, we make a commitment with the pastor. And I've said it, and I'll say it one more time. If God calls you here, and I mean God says, this is the church I want you to go to, not your flesh, but God, then you should never leave until he tells you to leave. Because God called you here, and if God called you here, then God needs to be the one to tell you to leave. Doesn't mean how difficult it means. Don't, doesn't mean how many struggles you're having while you're there. Don't mean how many roots that are deep written in your life that God wants to deal with, but you don't. So you get mad and you leave. That's not what God has done. I'm going to tell you, I know how important it is to stay and work through your stuff. 
And that's probably why God called you there in the first place. Because you have stuff that you haven't dealt with. I've been here almost 30 years, and I've told you guys about my time in the desert. I had two deep-rooted things that God showed me what they were. One was anger, which I thought I dealt with pretty well, (laughs) but I don't like to be told what to do, and it's a defense mechanism for me. Amen. So that stems to also the root of authority because I don't like to be told what to do and I don't like somebody telling me what I should be doing. But how can you listen to God and him tell you what you're supposed to be doing if you can't do that with people he's placed over you? So those roots needed to be dealt with and they didn't need to be cut. They needed to be dug up. And that's what, that is what happened has happened. Those roots got dug up because I stayed and worked through them and waited for God to deal with them. I got to tell you, I've seen the growth in me and the wisdom for my life from the decision I made to work through it. When you're in the middle of a desert and you don't get through it, what happens? You die. But if you get through the other side, you're so much stronger than when you went in the desert. And that's where I'm at now. You know, even if you're not in a small church and you're in a big church, you can still deal with those things in small groups. Because in big churches, not everybody knows everything. That's why you need a community. That's why you need people that you can share what you're going through with and know that you're not going to be judged. Right. You've got to be the, that type of Christian when someone comes to you and shares their heart that you're not critical right. and you don't try to fix it because God is the one that needs to fix it if it's going to stay fixed. Yeah. What you need to do is speak wisdom, and that's the word, because that is wisdom, and you need to love them. Ministry partners, and that's what we all are in this church because this is our church. So we are ministry partners, and we're part of a team. And ministry partners are people who commit themselves to each other. I'm sorry, you're not pastoring this church. God won't give you a vision for this church. He'll give you a vision for you. God has chosen Pastor Robert and Jaylena to be our shepherds. And we need to do everything we can to make them succeed. It is not a one-man show. Jesus, when he came down here on the earth, chose 12 other people. He even realized he couldn't do it alone. So what in the world makes us think Pastor Robert can do it alone? Get off the chairs. Get off the seats. Do what God's called you to. If you can't do anything, pray. Do you know this man spends five or six hours hugging the carpet in there every Saturday for us? He's committed to us. We need to show that commitment to him. 
Ministry partners are willing to commit their time, money, and prayer to see the the vision God has for this church fulfilled. They are of great value. You guys are valuable. And you guys shouldn't be taken lightly. But you need to ask yourself a question. Am I doing all that God has called me to do? And if you're not, you need to change it. We need to do everything we can to come alongside our pastors and make our house run smoothly. Did you know that God has rules for his house? Really? And he expects us to follow those rules when we enter. Yeah, I'm going to share those with you. But he has written his down in the word. God is the ultimate host and welcomes all. But he has specifics. Some of those words I get a little tongue-tied with, but specifics for how we should come before him. He has even had the psalmist, David, make it known in the playbook. Psalms 104. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. This isn't a suggestion, guys, but a command that we are to follow. And if we don't, we are disrespecting the house of God. We are expected to enter God's house with a praise and a heart of thankfulness. It doesn't matter what your neighbor beside you is doing. Worship. Give thanks. If you look for all the things you're going to be, you have to be thankful for, it's kind of hard to find the ones that you're not. We are to take off our shoes. And no, I don't mean literally. But when you walk into God's house, acknowledge that you are stepping on holy ground. Exodus 3, 5. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. Hang up your coat in the closet. When you take your coat off, naturally, it lifts somewhat of a weight off your shoulders. And in the winter, winter coats are heavy. Psalms 55.22, cast your burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never... Suffer the righteous to be moved. Take that burden off your shoulder and Lord, let the Lord handle it for you so that you can worship and praise freely. When you come to the door and if you've had a bad week and you've had struggles, literally take off your backpack and leave it at the door and come in saying, Lord, it doesn't matter about my week I had. I'm coming to sing praises and glory to you. Bring a dish. In this instance, your dish is the worship that you offer to the Lord. Are you worshiping him with everything inside you? Are you more concerned what the person next to you thinks? There's a couple of people in this church that I will not name, 
but they definitely don't care about who is next to them. And I don't know about you, but it blesses me. Because they're the same person I am. Why can they worship like that and I can't? What is holding me back? You need to let it go right then and there, whatever it is, and say, yes, Lord. Amen, Amen, Lord. You are my head, not the tail. I've given everything into your hands. I surrender all to you. I promise to serve you all the days of my life. That is the praise that should be on our lips. Now, you know what? I went to work last week, and you know the guy I work next to? He brought a steak sandwich, and he didn't offer me any. That should not be on your mind. And just like taking a dish to a friend's dinner party, you take your best. Even if you've only asked to bring the paper, plates, cups, and napkins. John 4.23 says, But the hour cometh, and now is here, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit, in truth, for the Father seeketh such worship to him. Let me tell you, folks, when you get to heaven, you're going to be worshiping 24-7. So why don't we start practicing now? No matter what our age, we can always do something. If we've done everything we can when we stand before Jesus, he will be, we can be very, very, very confident that he will say, well done, my faithful servant. Matthew 15, 23. Ministry was designed for people helping people. As a pastor, I can tell you three things a pastor feels at different times in the ministry. One, it's easy for us to feel a lack of friendship because we've seen our friends leave the church and move away. I want to take it a step further. We've seen people we call family move away without even saying goodbye. Family shouldn't do that to family. We could use more support, but people don't think we need it. It gets lonely being a pastor. And sometimes beneath our professional pastoral role that ministers to others, we feel like we're in it alone. And we need to make sure that our pastor doesn't feel that. We need to encourage him. We need to lift him up and we need to come alongside. In this church, I'm known as the getter done guy. That is a gift God has given me. And no matter my age, I can still use that gift. What gift has God given you that you can still use to help to expand the kingdom here in Auburn? Thank you, guys. Amen. Let's all, let's all stand. Let's thank Pastor Ed. Awesome. Awesome. Excellent word. You know, it's easy to hear a word that's strong like that when you know that the guy loves you and he really does love each one of us. And thank you for that word. Also get the picture like, you know, like I said at the beginning, it's a military. Now I'm telling you, soldiers, you're about ready to go into battle. Get ready. You know, that's, that's kind of the feel that you get, right? And that's good. We need that. We need that. So thank you so much. Let's pray as we close our service today. Father, we thank you so much for this word today. We receive it. We receive uh, our responsibility in that word. We are responsible for what we know. And after hearing that word, Lord, help us to 
act upon those things that you spoke to each one of us today, including myself, Lord. God, we thank you for your word. If there's anybody here or watching that's never opened their heart to the love of God in Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, that right now they would open their heart to you, they'd open their life to you and say, Jesus, come into my life. I need you to be my Savior. I need you to be my Lord. And just pray a simple prayer. Jesus, come into my heart. Let's all pray that together. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. You died on the cross for my sin. On the third day, you rose again for me. Thank you for joining us today on Freedom Talk with Pastor Robert Bennett of Freedom Church in Auburn. Freedom Talk is all about equipping you to walk in God's freedom every day. With a focus on outreach, Freedom Church loves to be part of what God is doing all over the world, both locally and globally. You can join Freedom Church for services Sundays at 10 a.m. at 4065 Grass Valley Highway in Auburn. We'd love to meet you, pray with you, have you visit as a guest, or you can join online at freedom-church.tv. If you've enjoyed this message, we'd love to hear from you. To ask for prayer or say hello, visit our website and click on Connect Card at freedom-church.tv. Join us next week at this time as we continue our journey of freedom in God's Word on Freedom Talk. Freedom Talk.